You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. A 360 back to forward. Clifton, Marshawn making himself available high in the zone. Forward scores! 2-0, Boston, 318 in. Forward out of the defensive zone. Steen to Debraska, burst to speed, and he scores! Oscar Steen gets his first NHL point. And Jake DeBrusque is off to what characteristically is an uncharacteristic start. Boys, we basically got exactly what we wanted out of that Sabres game. We got everything we wanted out of the Sharks game until basically the third period, which I don't think we were terrible in, but man, it didn't fucking look good. I will say... Certain people got to prove Ian wrong. <laughs> Pasta showed up. Yeah, he did. Coyle had a nice goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was this defender named For- Forbort? Forbort. 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 Not half bad couple of days. He's still not incredible. He's still not exciting to fucking watch. But I got to, I have a I have a mini <laughs> rant later. Pertaining to that, That's oh, we all, all right. have a foreboard. Well, this is going to be a conversation about him, but we have to go through <laughs> the games first mm-hmm. because this point is cumulative. Cum- yeah, cumulative. Yup. And we got predictions to go over a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we do. Couple yeah, of big games, man. Couple of big games. Let's start with the Sabres game. Uh, the team looked great. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody, we needed to show up showed the fuck up. Pasta. Oh my god. It was so nice to see. But honestly, the, the one that jumped out to me was Olmark. Olmark did everything we needed him to do and everything he needed to do for his actual debut for the Bruins, mm-hmm. regular season debut. Not a lot of people complaining about Olmark's game after that. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, he did. He made, he did get lucky on um, the, that scramble in front of the net where his five hole was gaping wide open, but his leg was just in the right position. Mm-hmm. By design. He did that. On By purpose. design. Yeah. <laughs> By design. yeah. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's how you're coached. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately he looked fantastic. He looked, I don't want to say he looked calm because he never does, Yeah, but he looked controlled in his wild movements. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of fortunate that Buffalo lacks finishers, but I, I got to give a tip of the cap to Buffalo because exactly what Jamie said in his interview, when he said that you're going to see a lot, you're going to be surprised by the skating. We're quick without a lot of fast players. They emptied it. They'd emptied it in like, even though it was two, nothing, three, nothing. They just kept coming. They just mm-hmm. kept coming. You almost get the sense that that locker room is tired of being told how shitty they are and that they're getting out there and they're grinding and they're using it as motivation where there's another team just a little bit north of them that is not fucking doing that whatsoever. And I'm sure I'm sure the word Toronto will come up at some point in this podcast, but let's we'll stick with Buffalo right now. A team that we normally have so much to shit on for. I think I, the Bruins outplayed them, but there was a lot to watch in Buffalo where it's just like, man, they're not as bad as they should be. Right. They're not as bad as they should be. And, and at the, at the time of this recording last night, they thumped, they thumped Tampa five yep. to one. I love it. They are making me look like a big, dumb fucking idiot. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to low qual. <laughs> look, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to feel kind of lucky that 
we got a win out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what, what do you want from me at this point? They are actually outplaying people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Talent or not, they are outplaying people. And you saw it in the game. And like Andrew said about Jamie's, they're going to punch you in the mouth. You, you are not going to expect this, but they're going to punch you in the mouth. And they did. They're physical. You can see that they lack talent in their play. You can, you can tell that they lack the talent. But they yep. outwork you on every shift. They outwork you. They outworked the production line. Now, the production line still possessed the puck, but it was just crazy to see how no one had any time. They're playing playoff hockey out of the gates. Mm-hmm. I was really, really impressed. And I, I just, as much as Jamie said it, this is to another degree than what he said. This mm-hmm. team has no quit in them. And even when we went up a couple goals, they were like, nah, doesn't matter. We're still, we still got something to prove. Yep. They absolutely love playing for Don Grano. They love playing for that dude. You can tell. You can absolutely tell that he is pushing the exact right buttons that he needs to. Now, is this, like I called it in last week's spot, is this gym class hero sort of, you know, 82 games of full tilt and, you know, 100 plus practices of full tilt? Is this going to be sustainable in terms of a human endurance Probably not, but this is how they have to play, and they're playing exactly how they have to. The Bruins won. They 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 won. They won. They got the goals that they needed to. Um, the talent won out in the end, but we cannot just glean past the fact that they looked they looked good for what they are, mm-hmm. and that's got to be respected. Yep. Yeah. And to talk Bruins, we did look really good. We yeah. did look really good yes, against the did. team that was fighting. And it was it was the people that we really wanted to see step up and do shit. Can we talk about that no shit goal? Because yeah, Jesus I was Christ. just about to say it, dude. Thomas, go for it. All you, man. No, yeah. I mean, oh go ahead. Lie, like, lay into it. Honestly, that was the one that stood out to me as the one that, I guess, I guess the guy that I didn't expect to score. And it was the most refreshing to see because we want to see those bottom six guys do what they need to do. For him to move up the line and then to still produce, like, Nobody's only that the second he moved up that line, the second that Cassidy was the first shift, wasn't it? It was a minute and a nine seconds into the first shift. Yeah, there was a bit of a long shift, but yeah, minute and nine in. Yep, it was a minute and nine in, and Cassidy had seen that Craig Smith was laboring out there. Yeah, he's hurt. He is deaf. He's definitely nursing something. We'll get dropped him, dropped him down to the third line, brought up Noshik, and him and Coyle just worked some dirty disgusting extra pass but the good extra pass magic where he they had craig anderson craig anderson died on that goal <laughs> he was dead and I mean, you want to talk about a goal that a goalie can't do anything mm-hmm. you can't they couldn't do anything no. like that's not fair no it was absolutely perfect positioning absolutely perfect pass coil put the puck right where it needed to be uh-huh. and shout out to charlie coil man he had himself he had himself a night yeah and shout out to hall too for the fake shot i love the yeah. little leg lift move yeah. and then shifted that over and he shifted it over in the same motion with that shot that was really god he's so good he's a yeah. boston bruin yeah Fuck. <laughs> wait 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 is he he's taylor hall's a boston bruin who was booed yeah who was booed heavily by the buffalo Sabres. oh he responded in kind he did yeah. but what the fuck did he do to you like, but, I get that you boo Olmark. I get it. What did Hall do? He went to your organization to give you a better year. It didn't work out. Sorry. And then he got traded. Yeah. I think they, more than anything, they were just the excitement of getting him for him not to produce at the level mm-hmm. that he did not produce for them. And then to move on and go to a team and produce immediately. Like There's immediate a perception dividends. that he dogged it. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of what I'm getting to. And at the same time, you're i think i said it to you guys on twitter those fans are are stuck watching that team right now mm-hmm. granted they're playing better than expected and uh they they have to watch arena. that team not yeah. many of them are stuck watching them <laughs> but the ones who showed up they they paid their money they can boo whoever the fuck they want and if they want to boo taylor hall fine and you know what taylor hall leans into it he'll play the heel if he needs to the the uh, emphasis 
that he buried that uh that empty knitter on. Mm-hmm. That was that was the middle finger right back to him. That was an Andrew Ferrance middle finger a- to the absolutely. crowd moment. He, it, it looked like as he was skating around after he pounded that empty netter in, yeah. he put some English on that. It looked like as he skated around, he like he adjusted his glove, and you thought for a split second, we're gonna have a Ferrance moment, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> so wait, Thomas, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. So they boo Hall, they boo Olmark. Mm-hmm. Would they, if he hadn't been injured? Would they have booed Lazar? I want to say no. No. Because he was the most, or I guess the least offensive part of those transactions. I don't think he was a hated player. He wasn't exactly a beloved player there. He was just kind of crazy. He was just one of those dudes. He was just, he was just a a solid guy there and he was a throw in in that deal. So I don't, I don't see them booing Lazar. Nah, but fair. I love Lazar. I'm like when he's on the ice for us, I'm all about it. I'm yep. a big Lazar guy. I'm excited to see him when he actually <laughs> when he actually comes when back. he's ready, but when he runs a goalie two weeks into his yeah. second tenure and goes out again. <sighs> wow. Uh, but yeah, to say like, oh, he didn't like Hall didn't do anything to Buffalo, I think I think that's easy for us to say because he didn't like actually do anything. But Andrew's right. There is certainly a perception. Yeah, well, well, when you say Hall didn't do anything to Buffalo, yeah, that was the problem. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to him, but he didn't really do anything for him. There you yeah, go. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so Anton Bleed does come in uh, for that game, and he gets injured. Bummer. Bummer. Uh, bummer for the kid, too, because he's... Yeah. Can we still call him a kid? How old is he? He's 26. I don't think he's yeah. a kid. He's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's an age. He's, he's younger than all of us. He's, but, a, he's a 4A foot soldier. I think that's what I called him uh, recently. He's a 4A foot soldier who just comes in, and when he's asked, he does what he's asked. He's part yeah. of the minor league leadership core. He's probably going to be one of those guys who becomes a coach later on in life. You Good know? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. he's got to be frustrated because he did earn a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, through training camp, as the coaching staff thought so, at least. Uh, so he goes out um, almost immediately. And Smith, man, who he did play the whole game. Yeah. Through His time periods. on ice was about 11 minutes, though. So that's about yeah, they four scattered him minutes. Throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So through two periods in his seven minutes on the ice, they were outshot attempted. So these aren't all shots that make it to the net. But shot attempts... 24 to one. Is that bad? (laughs) That is absurd. Yeah. He was clearly not ready. And he was questionable going into this game, I believe. Right. He was questionable. He was a GTD, but they said, you know, he said I could go. Yeah. Uh, Look, I, I don't want to look at the coaching staff. Like, Hey, what did you do? Smith probably said, Hey, I could go, but fuck. He couldn't. He could not. And I'm really worried that this is going to be a long-term thing, but I'd rather him rest for as long as it takes because it's early enough in the season. Yeah, especially well, it's because it's early in the season. Yeah. Was, especially because it's early in the season. We have so many, we have so many people who could slot up and then yeah. so many people that are down lower that can slot in. Yeah. So. And also, especially at this point in the season, when you're playing a team like Buffalo, right? That wasn't, that wasn't a game that he necessarily had to be out on the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, Again, the next uh, for the next game, the Sharks wasn't necessarily a game that anybody had to be out there. Mm-hmm. Sharks are not a very good team, but they, they were, were undefeated, which is crazy because they're not a good fucking team. What was that? Twenty two percent shooting percentage entering that game. Yeah, yeah, that's a bender if I've ever heard it. Yeah, and and to the uh, to the point that I said earlier, with the uh, third period was less than desirable. Look at who scored in the third period, the second and third goal. Literally, and Timo Meyer, right? Yeah, they're they're like two of their top players. Yeah. So that shit's gonna happen as you start to pull back, scale back, whatever. But there was a lot of time left in that game. It was over around five minutes when it was a one goal game. So it did get a little bit nerve wracking, uh, which was very strange because that game never felt close. Mm-hmm. To your point, um, Thomas, of the game never feeling close, I believe Bruce Cassidy agreed with you. Yeah. Ian, what did uh, what was Bruce's exact words in that press conference? Oh, the exact words, or you can paraphrase. I'll paraphrase. He basically said so. He was answering a question about, well, we kind of we kind of broke in the third, right? They they pushed back and we kind of took a back step. And he argued. He, he said, "Look, I don't I don't think that's the truth. I think they got a couple of good tips. We know that they like to do that from the slot. Yeah. They planned. We planned around it." They got those tips off. They found holes. Good for them. We're not, if 
we're not losing many games if that's their, the best they're bringing to the third. That that last sentence is sort of paraphrased, but he basically said, if that's the best you got, we're winning that game nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I loved the statement. I just, as a fan, you love it because you're like, fuck yeah, Brucey, we ain't mm-hmm. losing that shit. Yeah, that was very authoritative. But it also tells it tells you two things. One, he trusts the leadership in the locker room to be like, guys, we can't let it get that close again, but we wait, wait to lock it down because we did lock it down. And there were some big blocks, one particularly by Carlo at the end there. Yep. That was huge. And two, it gives confidence to the younger guys to be like, we still won the game, mm-hmm. right? Let's not immediately crush our confidence. Looking at you, Jakey boy. Let's not be like, oh, fuck, the team still struggled to come out of it. I don't know how team results affect that kid's mind. But I know I don't want to do anything that risks his confidence right now. And so with Bruce making a statement like that, saying, fuck the Sharks, we beat them, and it wasn't <laughs> as close as the score says, mm-hmm. that gives a lot of confidence to the team. Yep. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. That's, it was a good endorsement because we also have seen Cassidy, and it's very recently, be willing to call somebody out in the way that he called out the goaltending after game two. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, you have to be better than that. Like mm-hmm. this year in the NHL, you have to be better, et cetera. Cassidy so, has always been that way. He's always he can, been very direct. He can be direct and he'll play both sides. Mm-hmm. And the the route that he went after the Sharks game was very refreshing. Uh, and I think it gave the fan base some confidence too. Right. Uh, and then we're going to need it because we're about to go into a very difficult game, which we will get to in a minute after we cover this. Uh, but now let's talk let's, a little more about the Sharks game. Let's, that, was, let's, that was fun. Yeah, let's. Uh, I want to hear uh, a little little extension of your thoughts on Trent Frederick. I saw a tweet earlier from Andrew uh, that he put out, I, I believe, on Monday, where he just basically said, "Like this is what we need to see from Frederick. This is what he needs to do to continue that that momentum." He's found his low event middle, yep. and I said that that in order for him to fit onto this team the way that we need him to, we need to find he needs to find that balance between you know defensive acumen you know getting getting the pucks in deep fourth line i know it's not exciting i know it's not you know the electric factory trent frederick that we saw for maybe three minutes last year but it's the exact kind of thing that bruce cassidy wants to see and there was one moment in particular that really caught my eye it was two nothing was right after um it was right after the second goal right after Forbort's goal, and we'll talk about that. And Jacob Middleton, a defenseman for the Sharks, gets up in, gets up in Freddie's face and tries to, tries to engage with him. Frederick has no reason to engage with Middleton at that point. He would later on in the game, but at that point, there's no reason for, for Frederick to fight with Middleton because, you know, we're up, we're up to nothing. It's early in the game. I, there was no reason to give that team any momentum going forward. So Frederick did a total vet move and it's, I loved it. He took a hold of Middleton's arms, looked at him and then looked upward and then said, no, and then let go. That's the shit we need to see time it. Now when it's four one and there's about, I think it was, maybe it was like halfway through the third period. Do you guys know the time of the Frederick fight of the Frederick tussle? I don't, unfortunately. I think it was about maybe halfway through the third and Middleton kept tripping and and Frederick was like, okay, it's four one. We'll get, we'll, we'll give it to you now. And he did. So you can still have that physicality, but pick your spots. If this was the Frederick that we had seen last year heading into the playoffs, we would have seen Frederick in the Islanders series, something that so many Bruins fans wanted because they had that idea in their head that that was the Frederick that existed. That Frederick did not exist last year. Right. This one does now. And if it was a Freddie from last year, he would have gotten cross-checking on Middleton to add to the five minutes to put us on four and five. It also is worth noting the Sharks were pushing before that fight. Right. Midway through the third, the Sharks were gaining momentum, putting us in our zone a little bit more. It was a fight that in some ways could have woken the team up a little bit. Right. It was not something. Now, Middleton still started the fight. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was something that he could respond to and go, my team can benefit. Not, 
not we have a big lead who cares it was still beneficial to the Bruins at the time right that's he's he's done a lot better at picking his spots and even on the ice on the run in the run of play Frederick has looked so much better to start the air he's had he's had some worker shifts Especially, that's, especially in the last couple of games. But that's right. He's putting on the hard hat and just fucking doing the actual work and not just running around and trying to be that physical person because mm-hmm. he he thought that was his value. Yes, it's still a huge part of his value, but he can also just be out there and be a fucking fourth line grinder and just develop in that role. He's a good defensive forward. Yep. That mm-hmm. skill of his has always been plus. Mm-hmm. He's letting it shine more and more now on five on five play. And it's why he's been getting more minutes after the first game when he, when he played under eight minutes, I believe his last, the last uh, three games have all been over 11, 12 minutes. And Bruce is seeing that on the ice and he's responding and he's responding in kind, giving him more time, giving him more responsibility. If he keeps playing like this, I will, I, I take my crow medium rare. Take my chrome medium rare and I will eat it with all speed. Just keep playing like that, Freddie, and I'm good. I think the fourth line is it's just such massively improved from last year because they're doing the one thing that I really like, which is just get pucks deep, man. (laughs) Just get pucks deep and four check. I don't want you to score goals. I do not care about what the box score is for my fourth line. Do I want you to pot one every now and again? Sure, whatever. But I want to know that you are getting pucks deep and all of a sudden, one of your wingers switches out with our with our big guys. Marshy or Pasta jumps on. You have momentum going into the zone. You pin him in. A guy like, and I know no six playing higher in the lineup, though. But when he plays on that fourth and he's the first guy in there pinning someone against a wall, we get a couple first liners in there. The puck's already in the offensive zone with fresh legs. And the other team doesn't have fresh legs. Like, I just, the fourth line isn't a scoring line. There's a reason why you don't have young, really talented guys just be like, well, they're better than the fourth line, guys. Let's fucking throw them up there. Like that's mm-hmm. there's a reason the fourth line exists the way it does. Yep. It's because having guys who can get pucks deep and just play the physical game simply is so advantageous for your top scorers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we've seen through a few games. Analytics wise, they're not beating down other teams, but they're not giving up a lot. And I thought Stanika had a really solid defensive forward game against the Sharks. He adjusted his skill set to what the team needed at that time, which is exactly what Oscar Steen also did on Sunday. Steen, let's talk about Steen. Who wants wants to lead the way on that? He's my boy, so I'll do it. Fucking game from him, man. He had a few really nice back checks where... If he had, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to steal a line from your video. Um, if he had just a little bit more experience in the NHL, he had one back check where he just straight up came up behind, did the stick lift, stole the puck. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it in deep. So it got stolen right back. If he had just a little bit more experience of that, that could have been a rush. That could have been a chance. That could have been, that could have been something he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of the tools. He's a fourth line player in the NHL. He's right ready. now. He is. He's ready for the NHL for the role that he is aspiring to. Yeah. That pass to Jake. Now I can't tell I've, I've, I've watched Jake's goal more than I care to admit. <laughs> um, I can't tell if that was an intentional lob that was just perfect right on his stick, or did it just go off of Jake and Jake just happened to skate onto it. Do, do either of you know, because if that lob was a was an intentional pass, that was absolutely perfect. It clearly took a deflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Right. So it, I just don't know if that was Jake. the plan, though. Like, mm-hmm. it could have been the plan. I just, right. I just don't know. Yeah. I, it still I, could have been the plan, and then the deflection was just a nice, a nice addition to the plan, right. where it actually made the plan work. Right. If that was an intentional pass for him, that was probably his best professional move nice. in, Ever. In, in his career. Love bad mouths by them because a good breakaway for us. (laughs) Yeah, even more than knocking down Zidane Ochara. (laughs) 
fucking destroyed Zidane Ochoa. I fucking hate you guys. This is bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. Oscar Steen is Oscar Steen is the reason that Zidane Ochoa is having such a bad start to his Islanders career. Thomas, please start talking. Zidane Ochoa is still hearing Steen's ghost. Is God damn it! No, Thomas, you're supposed to be on. (laughs) Thomas, you're my boy, man. I love I love Steen's game. Mm -hmm. He is not an offensive juggernaut. He is not expected to be an offensive uh, juggernaut. He didn't even really play his game the other night. He adjusted it. He played what they needed him to do, and I thought he did it beautifully. I know he's getting sent right back down, but he did. He did. He did literally this morning. Yep. Him and stud. Yep. So, oh, I missed that report. Yeah. Damn it. Both of them went down immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yes. And and it's and it's it's, feeling better then. I hope so. And that was that was actually what I thought when I saw that report come out. I, I forget who put that out but it was like I think it was early D- uh, Dever Mark Mark Dever Dever okay Dever Hey Thomas would you like some advanced analytics about that third line I suppose It's a quick one okay. The DeBrusque Howlestein line had just under it was like a 78.8% Corsi rate And for those who don't know that's basically your shot chances like your your scoring chances for versus your scoring chances against they dominated dominated chances mm-hmm. Which they stifled a lot on the other end, too. It's not like they possessed the puck like crazy. Steen looked like he belonged. They just didn't allow shit. And Howla, as much as you're like, where the fuck is this guy? Because you never hear his name during the game. No one gets past him. Yeah. No one goes around Howla ever. I would like to have seen a little more finish by Howla when um, DeBrusque made that ridiculous back pass to Howla driving the net. Yeah, Hall is but, he's he's probably not used to getting that kind of creativity on yeah. previous lines in in previous parts of his uh, his career. But what the fuck? I have the puck here. What now? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it, it was kind of expected to see Diver uh, post that. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to just reading the opposite at some point in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, other than the idea that it's going to be surrounding right. other injuries, but. Uh, yeah. A fantastic, fantastic uh, step up for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Neither, uh, well, actually, no. Steen made the score sheet, obviously, but neither neither guy like made a massive impact. Mm-hmm. But they did exactly what we we needed them to do, and and both of them looked really comfortable. Stud just looks, he's he just looks like he should be there right now, and yeah, I think I he agree. knows. I think he knows that, and I think he also knows that there's going to be a spot for him once it's open. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said. You already mentioned the DeBrus goal. I only, I, I only really care to hear Ian eat a little bit of crow on this, and then we will allow, <laughs> we'll allow uh, Andrew's little, little rant on it. But Forbort's goal. I, I have to eat double crow. This, this might be longer than two minutes. I'll try to keep. You it have to eat double crow because I do because Forbort like, also set up Steen's beautiful pass to. It's not even the double crow. Although I did tweet <laughs> out that Forbort to Steen defensive outlet pass was crisp as fuck. It was so good. It that was, was so a good. grizzly pass. My God, it was fast. It was smooth. The puck stayed on. Oh, it was nice. Anyway. So, uh, Ian, how do you take your crow before we start, before you start getting it served? Uh, medium rare. I don't, you got to have the taste still in it. You know, you got to have those Jesus. Uh, so the, the forward goal was super fun though. Cause the possession went from pasta, just discombobulating the sharks in their own zone for like three fucking minutes. He's, like on, he's just deking around the entire zone for shits and gigs. He had outlet passes and he just kept going. Eventually he loses the puck. It goes to Marchand who implemented the new strategy that Cassidy had put out, which is a high slot forward. And he was way up there on the blue line. It opens up space four boards on the left. He feeds four board. It's a pretty harmless wrister. This is a shot that you seek what seven or eight times a game. Mm-hmm. And this one just had eyes. It goes through now should have dealt. Hill should have made this save every, every day. Right, uh, Rishot had a little snap to it. I a think. little, but he'll look. If if Olmark let that in, how would you feel? Oh, he basically did. Oh, never mind. He basically let in a similar goal. <laughs> never mind. I'm, I'm being a dick. Look, the goal, whether it should have gone in or not, isn't the point. He got the puck to the net. It got past the first guy. This is exactly what I love to see. 
This is what got me pissed at Lausanne all the fucking time. Yeah. Get the puck past the first guy. Forbort did that. He was in the right position. I'm going to give him a lot of credit. I'm going to give him a lot of credit. That game, he played well. There were some moments that he's still the slowest man on skates, but he played well. Do you know who played really well next to him? Connor, Connor fucking Clifton. Fucking Clifton. Hmm. And I have more. I have more advanced statistics for it. Because Ian, I was for somebody at, who said fuck math three I, times. In you the last know, pod. I lied. You know, I stare at spreadsheets all day long with these fuckers. You know, I do it. Five V five stats, right? In 22 minutes of ice time with Cliffy and Forbort through the two games that they've been paired game two and game four. I know game two was rough, but they have a 60 plus percent Corsi out chancing opponents, 21 to 14, right? Mm-hmm. Mac and Forbort dead even. 17 to 17 for scoring chances. Forbort and John Moore, 29%. Outchance 17 to 7. Now, this is small sample size. I don't, you can take what it's worth, right? But I will say if Forbort is, and I used this analogy already on the channel, if he is the centerpiece to the clock and Clifton is just the hands shifting around, like we did last year with the one guy in the slot defensively and the one guy chasing. Cliffy plays that physical game. He's just tenacious. Every shift he has it. Yes. Is he good for a stupid mistake every now and again? Sure. But I've never seen Clifton so engaged defensively. And I mean engaged defensively in the neutral zone, like ready for plays to go his way. I think he's finally adjusted to a more third, a third pairing, more defensive role. I think his, his instincts are more offensive as a player, but now he's finally gotten this is the role I need to play. I think the part of that is foreboard is you go, if they get behind him, which they fucking will, I'm the guy that has to be there. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, he's playing where he is the one who has to be responsible because forward's still learning the system and just isn't fast enough. And I think he's coming up to that role. I was really impressed with the plays that Clifton made last game and small sample size or whatever. But if this continues, shit, this guy is a real NHL defender. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm done. That was a long rant and I apologize, but holy shit. I was just really impressed. I love how you turned eating crow above floorboard into gushing about Clifton, who was your whipping boy last year. Yeah. Also Mm -hmm. eating crow, man. I'm okay eating crow. Like that's fine. Like I'll be wrong. Shit is delicious. Shit is yeah. delicious. I'll be I'll be wrong all day if it means we're winning games. Sure. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather Put I'd, rather, the win, I'd rather win games than be right. Yep. Yeah. You hear but, that? You hear that, Bruins fans out there? I'd rather you win games than be right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's the here's my take on the whole forward thing. So. He had a great game. I will say he had a great game. He looked the best that he's looked in a Bruins uniform by far. I know, you know, that the the bar is, you know, watch out your trip. It's so low, but he had a great game. Can we not already start the articles saying, is Derek Forbord a bargain at 3 million per after potential Norris candidate one game <laughs> where the other three games, you could make the argument that he was the worst or second worst defenseman on the ice at any given point. Why are we doing this already? Why are we putting Derek Fulbright on a pedestal? And then this is just I like don't understand. stupid Twitter and media candy, basically, to get clicks and all that bullshit you but know this is, you know this how is that Matt goes Porter but, of the boston globe somebody who yeah. I, oh, I like respect. porter i like i like porter a lot too i don't know what the fuck he was going for with that mm-hmm. uh because we know probably within the next two weeks he's going to have a completely opposite article on the same dude mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but i'm i just i personally do not bite on a lot of those articles just because I know that the comment section is going to be fucking awful. So I didn't bite on that article. I did bite a little bit on some comments uh, on some quote tweets. They'll get you. They'll get you. Forward is good. Actually. Uh, He had one good game. Can we, can we 
not do this when we're four percent into the season if yeah. fluto wrote that article you know i'd be pressing on it i'd have to see what fluto's saying i'm just saying yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> there's only a few boston writers i truly respect porter is one of them fluto is another one ty anderson is another one mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, that's good stuff even though once in a while fluto will dip his toe into the trolling yes. Yes. Join us next week when we talk about Kane's writers, and then we're going to jump into <laughs> Seattle writers. <laughs> so we just did a weird branch of like, what Bruins writers do we trust? Uh, uh, not, Joe Haggard. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Couldn't even get it out. I, 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 I wanted to go this segment without mentioning his name. Hmm. I wanted to ask you guys a question. After four games, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's one player who is going up and down the lineup, and that's Tomas Noshik. Mm-hmm. Is he a better Danton Heinen for us? I mean, that's hard to say right now because Danton Heinen is arguably Pittsburgh's MVP right now. But Pittsburgh I, just does that with people. Yeah, I don't know I don't how they do it. Danton Heinen might be this it. year's Chris Kunitz, and we're gonna we're we're gonna like hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a good part of the uh, a good segment of the. Bruins population that did enjoy Heinen because they understood what his value was and what he I was one of them. The team. Yeah, I, I same actually. I wasn't a huge fan of the dude, but like he didn't do anything that made me fucking not like him. Yeah, so right. the amount of shit that he got was a little bit was a little bit much for me. However, I think he was a more offensively inclined PJ Axelson. I really truly believe that he's a very strong defensive wing. I'll, I'll I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer Ian's question. Yeah, I think he is a better version of of Heinen, at least as it stands on this team. Mm-hmm. But right. you also put in the notes here, he seems to be a Bruce favorite. Bruce has seemed to take a liking to him. And I'm I'm extremely intrigued by that. Because it's not often that uh Brucey will take a puppy on this team. Bruce doesn't make it. Yeah. Bruce doesn't make it well known that he likes you, but he'll, but when you, when he likes you, you'll know it. Yeah. He put him, but I mean, this goes back to the moving him to the uh, the third line the other day uh, or moving him up a line the other day. And he fucking rewarded Bruce immediately. Mm -hmm. That's how to win over your fucking coaches guys. Right. So very excited to see what he can do because secondary help, secondary scoring, whether you're, you're putting the puck in the net or just, being creative. That's what I want to see because I didn't get enough of that last year. And that was constantly an issue on, on Bruin social media was secondary scoring, secondary scoring. Mm-hmm. And we didn't go out and get this amazing name for secondary scoring, but we got some fucking good role players. And I believe Noshik is one of them, if not the one. Right. Unfortunately, somebody who else uh, was kind of brought in for similar reasons is now on the IR. Foligno going down is a fucking massive bummer because he probably had taken to this team more than anybody else thus far and even in the preseason. So him going down is a massive bummer. What I will say about the Foligno situation is we knew going into this that he had back issues. Mm -hmm. We gave him a two-year deal. The price was fair, I thought, for Foligno because if he does give you games, the guy is a a steady hand on the I team. I think we agreed that it was fair, but it, it, it was fair when taking into account the free agent, free agent tax. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's risky because of the injury history, but I appreciate his presence on this team. He likes candy corn, which is huge. They just talked about that. On no, Twitter. I think that's grounds for waivers. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> they're not asking the right questions. It's not about candy corn. It's about the candy pumpkins. They're also, tough. those are way better. They're also trash. Yeah, okay, it's, well, I could deal with candy corns. Candy pumpkins is just like that's that's a weird that's a weird I, take, bro. I love the kid. guys. What? I don't know, man. Guys, what? No, the Foligno thing is a tough <laughs> blow. But honestly, if I would give him all the time and he needs to get healthy and just bring him back, this guy is somebody who can jump into any system and play responsible hockey. He's a Bruin. I'm not worried about him. Yeah. I'm worried about him physically, but. I'm not about to comment on the guy's entry. I'm like, fuck, is this what we're dealing with for the next two years? Because I just don't want to do that. But let's just hope not the guy's healthy. Not at this point. Can. Yeah. It's, he's had enough injury history and you're worried about it, but 
he's such a good dude. You just yeah. got to root for him. Like yep. Kasha in Toronto. You just want to root for him. Who had, who has had a couple goals now. Like good mm-hmm. for him. Yep. Dude, score fucking 60 goals that lose in the <laughs> playoffs, please. Do <laughs> don't even make them considering what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, at Speaking least they're not the Habs. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of scoring 60 goals, I feel like we have not discussed this dude enough on this podcast so far this season. But Marshawn has come out of the gate so fucking hot. And I think nobody's really discussing it. Because we just expect it at this point. Like the secret's been out on him being an elite player for a few years in our market. He's starting to get some national exposure. He's starting to get some national acknowledgement for things other than licking and punching and etc. He's playing like give me the fucking heart trophy. This yeah. is mine. Yep. Love it. He's he's our best player, period. Yep. He's the heart he of this right team now. Right yeah. now. Says the guy who made the very conscious statement of saying McAvoy was our best Bruin. Yeah. Marchand has just thrown that out the window. Mm-hmm. The stuff he's doing on the ice is absurd. And the confidence he's playing with, he's attempting shit that when he attempts it, you go, Marshy, what are you doing? And then he pulls it off and you go, yeah. oh, that's right. You're just being fucking amazing. Yep. He's a cheat code right now. He is. Well, I mean, if, if Pavel Barber, for anybody who knows him from his Twitter account and his social media, he's completely a puck handling like trick artist maybe the best stick handler in in hockey period he's tweeting about marshawn doing shit (laughs) and saying wow that's -hmm. how good it is and we're talking about during nhl games not backyard rinks not fucking hometown things where you have 30 times to try one move to get a good take for Mm -hmm. your instagram marshawn is doing it live marshawn is doing it to nhl talent and he is doing it well. He is the best player on this team right now. Another really good player woke up this week. I said it earlier. Pasta. Pasta looked comfortable. We said he didn't look comfortable the first couple of games. He didn't look right. Pasta's back. I also want to. I also want to give a tip of the cap to you, Thomas, because you said as Pasta goes, Birdie goes. Yep. Birdie's looking much better now that Pasta's awake. Yep. Three points. I um. When I was looking and preparing for this podcast, I kind of was like, man, I wonder how our top guys are doing. I feel like, and this is a guy who looks at stats and stuff all day long, but you just kind of expect what you expect. You watch the games. You're like, the top line is going to be fine. I was like, it kind of feels like we're starting slow. And then, yeah, Marshy, seven points. Pasta, five points. Hall, Coyle, Bergey, all three points. DeBrus, two goals. Four games played, all of them. Because this is exactly what we need. Yeah. If you want to talk about secondary scoring, yes, three of those guys are our top line. But then three of them fucking aren't. One of them is a bottom six guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like This is exactly what we wanted. Small sample size again, but if th- we were going to start the season and not act like Toronto, this is what we needed to see. <laughs> right? Like If we weren't yep. going to act like Toronto fans who are panicking right now. Yep. Kind of deservedly so, I think. I was going to say, it's a, it's, it's a little bit warranted right now. They're eating it. each other alive because they're like, oh, it's only uh, like five games or six games, whatever it is for them. It's, it's also 16 years of bullshit. So, like, maybe maybe it is time to just blow everything up right we yep. get to it. I still think they're, they're winning the division, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Panthers this team is not season. starting slow. This team is not starting slow. And this week will show us a lot, though. Yep. Right, for sure. This is this is a really this is going to be the biggest test that honestly we have basically in the first two months of the schedule. Yeah, this is like this we, is definitely the measuring stick game. Well, so we we games. stepped yeah mm. yeah games unfortunately games games uh, plural yeah we we already did the prediction for the Panthers game for tomorrow night Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Andrew had a win. Me and Ian both had an overtime loss. Then we play the Hurricanes. Then we play the Panthers again over the weekend. So these are these are three really big games, especially the Panthers games because they are fucking amazing to watch right now. They are they're doing everything they need to do to go ahead and get a jump on this race and prove Andrew right and win this fucking division. Not only that, these teams were expected to be good. The yep. Sabres and Sharks. We have a chance of playing four undefeated teams in a row. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically five if we lose the first game to florida yeah the Sabres and sharks were like undefeated but sure whatever these yep. teams were expected 
to start hot. Yeah. I, I'm nervous. Hey, also worth saying, I think Andrew wins last week, right? He has the tiebreaker. We all predicted well, wins. Uh, we, we did the, the Panthers as part of last week. We just kind of jumped the record. So you schedule. still want to include that game? If it means that I could possibly still win, yeah. Okay, yes. So we'll put an asterisk on <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, let's let's include we'll that because that we'll that, that that's how we as as of right now we're all on point with wins and losses and stuff like that. Not that I think it was very hard to predict those two games. This is kind of the one where somebody needed but to separate themselves. I got the four themselves. one right. Let's. You did get the four. You have one the tiebreaker. Right, so. You have yeah. the tiebreaker. That's correct. So um, just to reiterate, I have. I think we both had four three, right, Thomas? Overtime loss. If I didn't have four three, I think I I had four two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was definitely four three actually because it was uh, in the OT period. Yes, it was yeah. definitely overtime. I'll double check yeah. the scores. I thought I also. I know you both have four three, and I yeah. had two one a two one victory. Yeah, you yeah. were right. you were flipping the yep. script. I excellent. Yep. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a scenario where it's only three girls scored for that game. Like both of those offenses are coming off some some pretty fucking hot nights. Like the Panthers seem to score five or six goals every night. And they're capable of giving up three or four goals every night. So I just, I just don't see it. I think four, three is, is a very modest, but safe bet. I will, yeah. I, I will say, speaking of that, I, I will say very quickly when Ottawa plays Florida, that's appointment hockey. Is it not? It's going to be a shit show. It's a circus. <laughs> 10, nine. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> kind of nine game waiting to happen. Well, yeah. Well, Ottawa just gave up a touchdown to uh, the caps last night. So they also scored five i fucking yeah. i'm so mad at the caps because they were my team of like this is the year i know everyone says it every year but this is the year they're taking steps back they look so fucking good so far i'm just counting on them getting tired and old before yeah, the end of the too. season I can, so i'm sticking with that mm-hmm. what do you think about thursday night bruins at carolina we're going to be coming off of what i think is going to be a war against the panthers and the next night they're they're in that shithole <laughs> playing the canes. A, I expect a rant by you. Mm-hmm. B, especially if we pull it off against Florida, I expect kind of a letdown game. Maybe there's a scheduled loss in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that doesn't answer what was the score though. You you went first inadvertently. There you go. <laughs> I'm not going first. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um. As for a score, um, I'll say four two, four two Carolina. I, I'm sorry, Thomas, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm expecting a loss there, and and I'm already mad about it. Mm-hmm. Just just because of the scheduling, more than anything else, I I would, as much as I hate to say this, I'd almost rather them lose those bookending games against the Panthers mm-hmm. and <laughs> beat the Hurricanes just for my own peace of mind because it's still early in the season. We got plenty of time to make up those games. We play the Panthers again. I think I think we lose to the Panthers in OT. I think we lose the next night to the Hurricanes in OT. 2-1 game. Wow. And then we win Panthers uh the Panthers game back at TD on Saturday. Okay. Okay. So really important question here guys. Who goes tomorrow for the Bruins in goal against the Panthers? I would assume that they're going to go ahead and throw the kid out and we're going to see Sway. Because if they're going two games, two games, this is going to be a one-game, one-game thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we see Sway on Wednesday, and then we see Olmark marched back out there on Thursday. And I think we might be reaching a point with their rotation that whoever has the better game in that, specifically, it's, especially if Sway has a good game against the Panthers on this, maybe they put him right back out there against the Panthers back at home on Saturday. That'd be that would be an, that'd be interesting. That'd be that'd, that'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. That'd I'm be, nervous. Yeah. Because with Sway's what last performance... What do you have to be nervous about? <laughs> <laughs> with Sway's last performance, if we go into that Florida game and start Sway... Uh, I mean, who's our third goalie, I guess is what I'm asking. Because if he gets pushed and you have Olmark come in, and then the next night, who are you starting? Do you just be like, Olmark, you're kind of going back to back here. I know you only played 30 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a really tough situation, and this is why it's so different. Because Bruins, fans, Bruins fans are so spoiled with goaltending. Because even in the past, we had Halak, who I know his last year wasn't great, but shit, man. When Rast didn't have it, not that he got pushed all that often, Halak could come in, 
solidify the net. You didn't feel like anyone was getting overworked. Hmm. Even before that start with Kadobin too, like we could march him out. And honestly, even if he's taking a thumping, just leave him in. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. If you put Swayman in first and he gets pushed and Olmark plays maybe the majority of that game, and then who do you go to for the next game? This is me over worrying. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you're not sure about your goaltending right now. And I'm still like, I'm still trying to figure it out just like we all are. Uh, yeah, I, I also say, though, you, you probably have to play Sway against Florida, right? Mm-hmm. You want him to get back in when you know he's going to face a bunch of shots. Let him. You want him to get back in. This. You want him to get back in, too, because to Thomas's point, you don't want him to be stewing any longer than he has to. Already been a week. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a long time. It's a long time to stew. Uh, oh, it's not uh, a tasty I, stew either. It's not. The positive thing is he did get to see two really good games defensively in front of uh, Olmark. So from that point, his confidence has to be up because the defense did take a step up. Because let's be honest, obviously, Sway didn't have a great second game, but the defense didn't have much to oh, fucking they were help awful him with. In so. front of him. Right. Um, there were two goals I, that he let in that you didn't want, but Olmark yeah. also let in one over the next yep. two that you were like, Jesus Christ, really? That let yeah. him? Uh, I mean, you you do make a lot of sense, though. Like, if he does get fucking lit up, on Wednesday and pushed, then that puts us in a difficult situation. But also if he gets lit up and you just got to leave him out there because of the plan, mm-hmm. are you fucking him up even, even yeah, more? You can't do that. It's tough. You can't do it's that really, really tough. Yeah. It's, it's, Ian, definitely, I think it's, it's definitely a balancing act. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what about you? So I say we smoke Carolina. There's so much of this history there. Are the you doing couple. that just to make Thomas happy? No, 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 no. Because my, my boy, Alex is a big Canes guy. He's might no longer be a Panthers fan if they trade for Deshaun Watson. So he's, he's really got to zone in to his, uh, to his canes. <laughs> I think that's pretty Seems fair, like a right? nice guy with a very, very distinct mental failing. <laughs> he, he, he called me. I don't know if this is going to make the pod, but he called me and he was distraught because rumors were coming out that the Carolina Panthers were thinking about trading for Deshaun Watson. And look, I'm all for it. He's like this too. You pass judgment when all the facts come out, but where it stands right now, if your team is willing to go that direction, it doesn't speak great things about your team. Yep. And he's like, if they trade for him and all this stuff is true, I can't be a Panthers fan anymore. Can't do it. I had the same conversation with my best friend who's a Dolphins fan because Dolphins have been linked to him too. And it's just like, are we really that past how good Tua is or, or not good Tua is? Do we, do we really have that decision made that we're willing to take on somebody who's making a shit ton of money who may not even play for us? Right. And not even that, but like is a terrible human being. We're trading for some potentially, (laughs) potentially Potentially. terrible human being. Yeah. And that's his big thing. He's like, I don't want to support a team who's bringing in someone who's potentially an awful person. Yeah. So I don't know. But but he'll support a hockey team with a fucking terrible owner. He's really upset about the Tony D'Angelo stuff, but we're we're getting there. He's figuring it out. This this levels to this shit. (laughs) So I say we smoke Carolina 5-1. I think we come into the building. They're going to underestimate us on the back-to-back with a a big game against Florida the day before we lost in overtime. And we just crush them 5-1. We fucking... They can't do anything against us, and I'm going to love every second of it. I also have a six-pack riding on this game, so please let that be true. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to invite Florida into our, our TD Garden. It's going to be a great night. We're going to get fucking demolished. It is going to be a 6-2 final. We are going to have a really bad game from Olmark. Olmark's first bad game as a Bruin. Jesus. I have two big, awful, weird games coming this week. Those yep. are them. There's a lot of pressure on this team, and now we're putting a lot of pressure on us. Yeah. So this is this is what we're here for to do terrible things and say say even worse things about our uh, own team. And I should we would smoke the, the canes. What's wrong yeah. with that? I feel like you, you were kissing my ass. That's fine. It's no, not yeah, it's, that's see, yeah, okay, all right. Come I'm on, insane. you haven't taken I a shower in like that. nine days. There's no way. Come on. <laughs> It's been nine or eight. I don't know. You're a dad. I don't know how often dads shower. <laughs> As whenever I can, man. Okay. So eight days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so and that's that second Panthers game is on Saturday, and then we're off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
So we're about to get bombarded. Dude, we're about to get bombarded with awesome, stressful, crazy hockey for the next couple of days and then have more than half a week off. Fuck you, NHL. Honestly. Fucking hell. It's no just and then the don't boys, we have like now. a stretch where we play 15 games in 24 days at the most end likely. of the season? Yeah, most likely. Hopefully uh, we put ourselves in a good position before that stretch. Well, uh, that's kind of where we're at. This is the nice thing is if we're going to get banged up a little bit early on and we have a couple of stretches of no games, let's, let's just try to be as healthy as possible because once we start reaching mid to late November, we start picking up the schedule. Uh, games get a little bit more important. I just, I just can't do four days off again. Like we just mm-hmm. did that no. and it was miserable. And there was so much complaining on the internet, including us complaining on the internet. So yeah. uh, I would really, really like to finish strong. But if, if we, if we win on Saturday and go into a four day break on a high note, that's going to feel a lot better. But I think we're all kind of leaning towards this could be pretty rough. Luckily we have banked some points already. Mm-hmm sort of banked results. I don't know. Tampa has played two <laughs> more games than us. They're two, three, and one uh, most recent loss, an embarrassing one to Buffalo, Toronto, two, four, and one. Uh, there's a lot going on out there. Nick Ritchie finally <laughs> got relegated to the fourth line. Yep. And then Mike be getting relegated to the press box. <laughs> Detroit and Buffalo are ahead of us. I don't think that will last. I uh, No, that's exactly how we drew it up. Yes, that's it. That's Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, Boston. We're so <laughs> smart. And then Florida, it's just killing it, man. Yep. I do it. Look, if a team is going to win six in a row, you can't really complain about it. Like no. they're, they're facing good teams too throughout this. You guys keep doing your fucking thing. Good for you. I don't know. Yeah, I feel comfortable with where we're at. Even with these games coming up, I think we, I think we take three points uh, out of the next three games, and I, I'd be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Three out of six. Okay. All right. So you have three points in the next three games. I have three points in the next three games. We didn't get Andrew's prediction for Saturday against the Panthers. So let's get, get that <sighs> and see, see if he's still gleaming the, uh, the positivity cube. Uh, you guys are too smart for me. Um, Panthers and the Saturday Panthers game. Um, I'll, I want to say a win. I want to be the positive one, but I don't think we take two straight from them. So I'll say they win Wednesday against the Panthers, but they lose Saturday against okay. the Panthers. I'll say three to one. Fair. So we're all at we're all at three points. But, we're all no, at three points. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no. You're at two points. I, what did you I'm say? At two, I know. I'm at two. I'm at two because we win against the Panthers. We get stomped by Carolina because a letdown game, mm-hmm. and then we lose to the Panthers in like the closer game. Yeah, our collective <laughs> IQ is forty three points. Holy shit! Like, yeah. what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> what I I don't have my fucking pad and paper, but I'm, I'm gonna need to start grabbing that for like my schedule printed out. But so Andrew wanted to be the positive one, and then predicts to have less points yeah. coming out of the three games. I wanted than, to be the positive one, but, but I also have to be the realistic one too. All so. right, fine. Oh yeah. We're, we're complete fantasy land up here. Uh, yes. 82 <laughs> and 0 baby. We're not going 80 and three or whatever that was. Yeah, that was we're not going to, we're not going to go 83 and 0. Brett Ritchie, you fucking legend. <laughs> Is he still in the league? Who does he play? Yeah, he's still playing for, for Calgary. Yeah. Ah, the, the juggernaut Calgary. Great. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> Good to hear. And they you know, crushed the Rangers. Away on that fourth line. They crushed the Rangers last night, so we'll we'll give it to them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? I don't think we don't have anything. No, okay. I think I think I think we've I think we've covered everything. Uh, oh, this, this is this is the measuring stick week, boys. This is the measuring stick week. Mm-hmm. But let's end this on a uh on a positive note, mm-hmm. Ian, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Are you ready, bro? Come on, yes! dude. Yes! No! Oh. It's four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready? All I'm right. Ready. And here we go. Gary Bettman announces his retirement and that a former player will be taking his role. Who do you want to see take the job? Cam Neely. Let's oh, go. Jesus. <laughs> I just I don't I just don't want the entire league to hate Cam Neely and that's uh, Mark Savard happen. that that he's you can't hate him so that's a great fucking answer. Yes, let's go with Savard. All right, you're allowed into the Bruins locker room and you can snag one game one jer- uh, game worn jersey from that night. 
Who are you asking for it from and why? Jake DeBrusque. There's yeah. some sentimental reasoning there. And what, what are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to hang it on the wall. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's going on the wall, baby. <laughs> One team you could wipe from the league for real hockey related, like logistical reasons, not because you hate them. Who is it and why? One team I could wipe from the league. Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Aww. guys. You're just too. There's nothing. You're doing nothing for me. Vanilla, just vanilla shit. That's yeah. rough. I, I don't want it because I think that's a good hockey town, but I, I can understand that. Yeah. I just got nothing for you. Like, even Arizona has, like, there's too many memes I can make about it. There's <laughs> 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 not much I can do with you, Columbus. <laughs> well, yeah. Arizona's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Wait, hot it, there. Could it it's, it's really, it's really hot there. I would assume most of the fruit is hanging quite low. <laughs> uh, could I answer Buffalo and then immediately put a team in Buffalo? That's just like, <laughs> it's like reset everything. <laughs> you have a new team, no history. Like media is not allowed to ever acknowledge the existence. It was a former Buffalo team. Like just start over. Have an expansion <laughs> you do draft your for shot on site. <laughs> have an expansion draft for him. Like look. it'll it'll be a better team than what they have right now. Yes, a totalitarian fucking Buffalo reemergence. I love it. Love it. All right, Andrew, you ready? Let's go. All right. Gary Bettman announces retirement, and that a former player will be taking the role. Who do you want us to take the job? I can't explain why, but Mark Recchi. I think that's a pretty good answer. That's a very similar answer to Savard, but I think Recchi's just that little bit grindier. I think that's a yeah, good answer. That's what I'm looking. That's what I'm. That's what I'm banking on. All right, you're allowed into the Bruins locker room, and you could take a, a game one jersey from a player that night. Who and what are you doing with it? Derek Forbort, and I'm lighting it on fire. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeremy Swayman. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I take a Swayman jersey. There's there's some value to that. He's looking to bank some bucks on yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, any, any jersey <laughs> I'm boys I'm are not selling. <laughs> One team you can wipe from the league for real hockey reasons and not because you hate them. Real hockey reasons. Um, I, Man, Florida. Mm. Florida, because the location of that place is just... That mm. team, that team that, it, that occupies that swampland deserves fans that love hockey yeah so florida panthers i'm kind of with you and it's unfortunate because that is such a good team and they've had a good team for a couple years now Mm -hmm. and i know that they have some diehards just as every area does but they're not they're they're most likely diehards in the same way as i was a big preds fan when i lived in nashville Mm -hmm. but when boston came to town i wasn't fucking touching preds shit you know I'm glad it's, none it's, of us it's, said it's just it's just a damn shame. Like I don't hate the Panthers. I don't hate if they were in the middle of say they were playing where the Heat play their games. I'm sure it would be better. I'm sure mm-hmm. the attendance would be better. But it's just everything about where everything is situated in that is just it's just bad and incorrect and logistically stupid. Yeah. Nah, I mean, both of you guys, I think, had solid answers and stuff like that. I, the easy cop-out would have been Arizona, but I think, honestly, I think Florida is a better answer than Arizona. Mm-hmm. I well, just you know, love I mean, Arizona's uniform so much that I really mm-hmm. don't. Like, I love the Kachina, man. And, and, the, and the I, really, is like, I, liked, I liked the maroon. Like, mm-hmm. they've always had, like, a good look to the team. They always looked like they belonged. It is what They're it is. so, when they're good, they're so excited. Like, mm-hmm. a couple of years back when they made the playoffs and, like, it that looked weird, like maybe that they could weird conference final run that they made. Yeah, and yeah. it was just, it was so fucking fun. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're the team that nobody hates, right? Like how I don't know how you hate Arizona unless you're from Canada and you're like that should be Quebec or mm-hmm. I don't know. But they're just a fun team to root for. And Phil the hot dog man Kessel, like yes, love it, all of it. Real quick, what did you think of uh, Arizona co-opting Winnipeg's whiteout? <sighs> Did wait? When was the, did I miss this? What? Yeah, you. They've done that every single time they made the playoffs. They do the oh. whiteout, and Winnipeg there's, did it first. There's just so many teams that do that shit, though. Like, yeah, it's it's common in the I NBA guess, and all I guess. stuff. But. Carolina yeah, right. actively takes European soccer teams' things and does it. Mm-hmm. The clap. Yeah. <laughs> It's not to give you another reason to dislike Carolina. No, I don't need any more. I have. I've <laughs> no, plenty. he's got no. He's got a treasure trove of them. I will say at least 
at least they didn't steal a general manager <laughs> from Europe or European soccer mm-hmm. like somebody else did. So at least the Canes are at least trying to do hockey operations. The right just way. one <laughs> more little just poke. <laughs> God, we almost got through a whole episode. And we actually we did we said some really nice things about Sabres while we were talking about them getting their asses beat. We were yeah. supposed to talk about the Bruins, and I realized about four minutes into the conversation, I was like, "We're just talking about how good Buffalo looked. Maybe we mm. should." <laughs> no. <laughs> this was, is at was... least about ten percent. Uh, uh, short shift is at least like ten percent a Buffalo Sabres podcast. Yeah. I want them Low to case, succeed right. so yeah. badly. <laughs> like I want them to be good. Look. Like, they're banking. I know it's not a lot of points, but they have what four wins or five wins now? They're four, one, and one. That's 10 away from saying, fuck you, Andrew, ultimately. Yeah. This is, you literally might lose that bet in November if this continues. That is, I, 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 I hate, I hate all life. That is Hall of Fame bad take. That is the Hall pantheon of, of bad fame. take. That is, that is, Mount that Rushmore. is why, that is why freezing cold, the freezing cold takes Twitter exists. Oh my God, I will tag the, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Someone you should clip when they win their 15th game. I want either one of you to do me a favor clip when they, when I said that the Buffalo Sabres would not win more than 14 games, clip it and send it to freezing cold takes. I mean that entire segment because immediately me and Ian are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. You didn't say that. And then as I kept talking, you were like, wait, no, no, no. We were like, if you said 20, we would be yeah. like, ah. yeah. Now, look, I appreciate a guy who takes like a, a, a swing at something and maybe he misses, but I appreciate you taking the swing. I don't think we have to do anything. I think our buddy George <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. And the got, one guy who's you. following this so hard. <laughs> and I hope he listens to this because he is ready whenever that happens. I don't think we have to do a damn thing. He's ready. <laughs> Uh, I am patiently awaiting the tweet where he says, ah, Buffalo won again. Hi, Andrew. And I'll be like, yeah, they did, didn't they? Oh, you mean the one that, that like, what, what's their next game? He's going to get you with something every yeah. time they win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, man. I love it. I love it. And like I said, oh, I think awesome. medium rare. Just cook it right. That's all yeah. I need. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good dude. He's following <laughs> the pod. Love that. I got nothing else, so let's call it. Let's call it. I'm excited. This week is going to be awesome. This is going to be a really fun week. Of hockey. Yeah, yeah. This it actually really like. I know like the season started, but like this is the first time that I'm getting like anxiety about games coming up, and that to me makes it actual hockey season. Like real. Like yeah. you said, like the first two games of the season were extended preseason. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And now I would love to. It. I would love to bank some points. I would love to bank some early stuff, go on a hot streak early in the season so I can just watch it dwindle later. (laughs) (laughs) Go Bees, boys! Go Bees!